Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parsha's Korach. And at the end of the Parsha, actually Perik Yudches, all the way towards the end of the Parsha, chapter 18, the Torah discusses an interesting halacha. We know, just to kind of give you a little bit of a background, Shevet Levi is supported by the rest of Kalal Yisrael. Shevet Levi, the tribe of Levi, doesn't have a portion in the land of Israel. And as such, again, they have no farming land. They have nothing to support themselves. So they are supported through the tithes, through the gifts of the rest of Kalal Yisrael. So if you're a Kohen, you get to work in the base Hamikdash. So you get sacrificial meat, you get hides. In addition to that, a Kohen also gets Truma. Truma is a portion of the crop that a Yisrael has to go ahead and designate for the Kohen. And if you're a Levi, you get Meiser. You get Meiser. There's an additional halacha that even a Levi is obligated to provide some portion of his crop to give to the Kohen. So the Levi has to take from his Meiser that he received and he has to give a portion to the Kohen. That is called in halacha Trumas Meiser. Trumas Meiser. So the Torah discusses this at the end of Perek Yud Ches, at the end of chapter 18. And in Pasach of Zion, chapter, verse 27, chapter 18, the Torah says on a very simple level, V'nachshav lachem trumaschem, kedaga min agoren, min hayakev. Literally translated, just go to the translation, your gift. This is referring to the Trumas Meiser, the portion that the Levi gives to the coin. Your gift shall be reckoned for you like grain from the threshing floor and like the ripeness of the vat. And Rashi has his commentary on this as well. And Rashi explains, Trumas Meiser Shalachem Asur Lazarim. So without getting into all the technicalities, essentially what Rashi explains is that the Trumas Meiser, which is the portion that the Levi separates out from his Meiser and gives it to the Kohen, that portion also has a level of sanctity almost like Truma itself. The Lubavitcher Rebbe makes an amazing observation. writes, Why does the Torah use the word The portion, Levi, speaking to the Levi, the portion that you separate out from your Meiser to give to the coin, the Trumas Meiser, will be treated, will be thought of, will be thought of as Meiser, have the sanctity of Meiser. And the Rebbe says something absolutely amazing, and I will quote to you. He says, Mikan Lamdu Chazal, in the Gemara, points out something very interesting. To get a technical for just a moment. We know, imagine for just a moment, I'm a Yisrael. Well, I am a Yisrael. I'm a farmer. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a jump, that's a leap, right? But I'm a farmer. And now I go ahead and I harvest my crop, and I'm going to separate some of my grain for Truma for the Kohen. There's an opinion in the Gemara that says that even if you don't actively, physically, or even verbally designate, but you cognitively designate. So I have in mind, I have in mind that the northeast side of the pile should be truma. Ultimately, there's an opinion that says in the Gemara that that cognitive designation works and that that part of the grain is actually truma, it's all the sanctity. Now, the truth is that's a contested opinion. And not everybody agrees on that. But listen to this. But even according to the opinions that say that you can't designate truma with mere cognition, what Machshava does do, and this is very interesting, that if you cognitively designate a portion of the crop as Truma, although the designated part does not become Truma, but the produce is no longer Tevel. Tevel is what we call untithed produce. So you could have this in-between state where the cognitive designation is not enough to label the designated item Truma, but it is enough to remove the designation of tevel, of untithed produce, from the pile of grain. And the Rebbe says something absolutely amazing. Sorry for all the technical details. He says, Mikan, ad kama yesh 
Lubavitch Rebbe says one thing is clear, which is the halacha is teaching us the power of thought. The power of thought. You see, let's go back for just a moment. So there's a machlokes. I have a pile of grain. I cognitively, I mentally designate a section of that grain as truma. So does the mental designation work or not? That's a machlokes. But even if you hold it doesn't work to go ahead and make it into truma, it absolutely works that this is no longer called untithed produce. It's no longer called tevel. And the Rebbe says, again, you see from here the power of thought. You see, dear friends, we often think that it's only actions that matter. And the truth is, there is a truth to that. There is an absolute truth to that. You could think about doing wonderful things all of the time. But Lamaisa, at the end of the day, unless you pull the trigger, unless you do something, unless you really act, then thoughts are wonderful, but they don't really add up to all that much. So sometimes that leads us to think that what you think is inconsequential, and it's only what you do that matters. But that's not true either. Thought has ramifications. Thought has importance. Thought may not carry the same weight as actions, but it doesn't mean that thought is unimportant. And that's the Rebbe saying, that's Torah conveying to us, even a thought about truma, even a thought about truma, has the ability to fundamentally change the identity of the crop, of the produce. Such is the power of thought. And I think this goes both ways. See, the Rebbe illustrates it in terms of how much a person has to be careful of negative thoughts. And the truth is, negative thoughts, negative thoughts can manifest themselves in a variety of different ways. I can have lustful, illicit thoughts. And we know as Chazal tell us that sometimes it's that lustful, illicit thought that paves the way for lustful, illicit actions. A person could have negative thoughts in terms of anger, animosity, hatred towards another. And you know, because we've all been there, when you carry around those feelings, it's like, it's, like, it's like having a caustic agent inside burn you from the inside out. When you hold on to negativity, when you hold on to negative thoughts, it corrodes you from the inside, it ruins you from the inside until one day you wake up and you don't even recognize who you are. But I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. There were no negative actions. The power of thought is that even negative thought fundamentally changes us from the inside out. But what is true in the negative is also true in the positive. Because at the end of the day, positive thought has such a profound impact on who we are as well. You know, there's a concept that if a person wanted to perform a mitzvah, but was prevented from doing so by extenuating circumstances, machshava kimaisa. A thought is like an action, but I didn't do the action. But having a thought to do something good, having a thought of kiddusha, having a thought of holiness, a thought of mitzvah, that's meaningful also. That changes me also. Being the kind of person who wants to do good, even if I don't always act on it. Being the kind of person who wants to be holier, wants to be better, even if I don't actualize those thoughts. Again, you don't get credit for the actions if you didn't actualize the thoughts, but the thoughts have an impact on who you are also. Positive thinking makes us into positive people. Having a good outlook on life. A, has, a, ha, a glass half full kind of outlook, an optimistic outlook, a positive outlook, to be the kind of person that looks for the good in others, that looks for the good in other situations. Actually, I haven't done anything different, but I look at the world differently, I think differently, that has an impact on who and what we are. Says the Lubavitch Rebbe, Zechir Sadik V'Kadosh Levracha, V'Nechshav Lachem Trumaschem. That one phrase teaches us the power of thought. The power of thought 
of on who we become. Think negatively, think negatively, and you'll become a negative person. Even if you don't do one negative thing, think positively, see the world glass half full, have a desire, have a want, have a machshava for more kedusha, more holiness, more chesed. Have positive, positive cognition, and that'll fundamentally change who you are. While it is true that we always have to work on our actions, and while it is true that we fundamentally have to act on, our, or I should say, work on our behaviors, but working on what we think about and how we think about things is just as important. Wishing everyone a good Chodesh and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.